Welcome to In Case You Get Hit by a Podcast. I'm Abby Schneiderman. And I'm Gene Newman. And today we're talking about life changes, things that happen in your life that require some kind of update or refresh of information that you may have put to the side, not really thought about in a long time. And that's something we always talk about, Abby, where like people, they do a plan, they get their stuff organized, and then they just never check it. And then years go by and they realize, wait a sec, none of this information applies anymore to my life. So we want to make sure- the story. Yeah, I hear the story all the time where people are like, uh, yeah, I did I did a will. I, we did it 20 years ago. Yes. Uh, they're like, maybe I should- maybe I should take a look at it. And then they realize so many things have changed in their life. Yeah. And and the decisions that they would have made today were very different than the decisions that they made 20 years ago. And, and to start it off, because we're going to go through a bunch of things. Uh, as you said, a lot of times people, the first time they create anything is when they take a walk down the aisle, they get married. A lot of times people, that's the first time they might start getting plan in place, getting organized, doing that. But let's say... If you didn't have any, if you did have something, what are things that you'd say you'd want to update? What are things for you? Yeah, right. Like there, there are a lot of things that could change. So for example, um, in who you name as a guardian Mm -hmm. may change depending on certain circumstances. So for example, I may have listed one of my parents as a guardian for my kids in case something happened to me, but 10 years later or 20 years later, my parents may not be the right fit anymore. So many things could have changed in your life uh, that you may have that you may have decided on many years ago. So who you name as a guardian might be different now than it was originally. Where you live, I'm just I'm just thinking about myself because when we created our will, we lived in a different state, and 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 so who you name as a guardian has. Uh, you know, that you may have chosen someone in a place that you live. And if you move, you may want to reconsider who you're naming as who you've named as a guardian, because your kids are in school in a different city now, and you're closer to different family members. And so things, things could shift that way, right? Yep. And also, it could be as simple as updating, for example, emergency contacts, it could be uh, updating beneficiaries. That's the main thing I always think about is how many times as you're growing up, you might have certain accounts. It could be a basic transfer on death, like savings account or investment account. And odds are you put a family member down, you put a sibling down, you put someone down that probably isn't your spouse and you want to go through and make sure. So if something happened, it would automatically again, go to your spouse as opposed to going to a sibling or a friend or whoever you put down at that moment. Uh, a lot of times, if, if you did have any kind of uh, health directive, you're going to want to update that because, again, a spouse, family can come visit you during that, but you want your spouse to be on the list to be able to come in and see you and to make those decisions. Uh, so you, those are types of things that if you had done it, then you don't want to update it. And if you haven't, it's the perfect time to do it at that moment because now you're, you're going through all this other paperwork and getting everything together. Uh, why not do this stuff? But now on the flip side... Splitting up when people get divorced. Now, okay, you commingle everything and now you have to separate everything. And that's when you, that is probably one of the most important times if someone gets divorced, because that's when you want to make sure as you're going through those proceedings and they can go on for a while and you have to go through every asset you have and everything you own. That's when you're going to make sure, okay, 
new beneficiary designations, new emergency contacts, shared passwords. That's a big one. So they're not still stealing your streaming stuff if you had a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy. So basically, you're going to have to undo all that just so in the event of emergency, um, that person isn't the one they call, especially if you're not getting along too well, which you know could be the case if you got divorced. Right. Not that you're ever going to have to worry about that. Even when Ben finds out you had children before the marriage, uh, <laughs> he's not going to have to worry. And that that's another, what ends up happening is if you get remarried, for example, if you had were divorced, but imagine you didn't change any of this stuff. So your first spouse ends up getting all this stuff. You think they're going to want to give it back if they're named as a life insurance beneficiary? That's where things can get really tricky. So you're going to want to make sure anything you had with their name on it, unless it's, it's something you have to do by law, say you have children and you have to provide for them and have a life insurance policy that goes to your ex. You want to make sure that that stuff has changed because it's very difficult to unchange it after you're gone. This podcast is brought to you by Everplans, the company that helps you get your life organized and keep it that way. Through Everplans' expert content and app, you're able to organize everything from your Wi-Fi password to how you pay your mortgage, from health insurance details to when your pet's vaccines are due, something I always seem to forget. So thank you, Everplans, for that. Download the free iOS app today to get started or visit everplans.com to learn more. But on a positive note, now, Abby, let's talk about the kids. Let's talk about those new additions to the family. Right. Well, that's another that's another good moment to take a look at the will, um, revisit when you've had a new baby or when you've had, um, whether it's your first or if it's a second or a third, because everything changes and um, you'll need to update your estate plan. Here's a question, Abby. So you had two kids. When you named a guardian, did you do it after your first child or did you... or? The, second child or how did that work? Because most people that have multiple children, they might, for example, name a guardian for the first child and then not revisit or say, okay, after the second child, I'm going to do it. Well, you're bringing up a really good question that I've never, literally never thought about. Can you name different guardians for your kids? Totally. You could name, you could name first guardian of the person and guardian of the estate. So we've talked about that in the past where uh, if you name someone who's going to take care of your kid, but let's say they're terrible with money and resource allocation, you could name someone else to to lord over the money and the assets so they'd have to work in conjunction. It can get tricky, but when it comes to it, you could say, if you want to split your kids up for some reason, you could do that. Um, but did you name a guard? Like, how did how did that work for you? We named after the first. Yeah. And, and, and you, you're like, because for you, you'll want the same guardian. You won't want your kids separated to come together and realize. No, and I've actually never heard of anybody doing that. Have you? No, I've never heard of it, but I could see in the event. And this is where, again, it might sound crazy, but it's really not if it's mixed families. Like, for example, if you had a child that's, that's brought into one family and then you have a child in your second marriage or in another relationship, there's a possibility that the biological parent of the first child could go to the biological parent. And then the second child could go to another different guardian to the biological parent of the second. And this is something that we, when we were doing our book, I remember it came up and that's why doing a plan and making sure you name the guardian is important. Otherwise, what if that biological parent should have nothing to do with the child's life? What if they're just going to use them as, as a way to get money out of an estate? So you want to make these decisions. So the courts 
have the best information to go on to know why you named who you named. And if you don't name anyone, then you're leaving it up to courts and, and people to fight over those kids. And what happens if somebody that you've named as one of the um, you know main people in your estate planning documents dies? That's good because that's another thing too. When people die, that's a reason to, to refresh everything too because there's a chance a guardian, an executor, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy... Uh, someone you named as a beneficiary, that's a possibility that they could die. So you always want to name alternate or successor guardians, power of attorneys, executors. So someone can step in and it, it doesn't even have to mean death. It could mean someone that moves away, someone whose situation changes, someone that all of a sudden is disabled and couldn't care for a child or couldn't make a decision if they're experiencing some kind of, uh, if they went through some dementia or others, some kind of diminished capacity that you're going to want to make sure that someone is also named as a secondary. So again, it doesn't become a fight and it doesn't become a, something the courts have to decide for you. And the same thing applies for sickness. I mean, that that's another thing that happens if someone does become diminished in some way. Uh, you need to make sure that someone's ready to make those decisions and it's going to be the right person to make decisions. Because let's say you chose someone, sibling, and person can no longer serve or they're no longer capable or you have a falling out and you don't want them making those decisions for you. You know, do you want them fighting for your family, fighting with the courts to try to get uh, rights over that? Something right. you don't want to deal with at all. Right. And, and I would say another thing is if, if there's a major change in your financial situation, yes, whether yeah. you've come into a windfall or you have a, a different job or you aren't in as you know, good of a financial situation as you had once been. And we've heard stories about people who have um, created wills many years ago and times were better and had bequeathed money to large, uh, you know, organizations that they, they may not have wanted to do or been in a position to do now. Yeah. That, that happens. It's kind of like when you're when you're on a hot roll and you're winning something and you think, wow, this is going to last forever. And then it doesn't. And you have other expenses that come up. And we've also heard from people who said they didn't do any kind of planning when they got married. They didn't do any planning when they had kids. They didn't do any when they moved or bought a house. But the moment they came into money, all of a sudden they're like, wait, now I have something to protect. Now I could afford the life insurance. Now I do have a better home. Now I know people will come out of the woodwork and want to kind of get this money that before they didn't care. So it seemed like that was the impetus to get people to start planning because it's true. Once you have something worth losing in that sense, you're going to take it a little more seriously. And you also mentioned uh, when you moved because new laws and landscapes, because a lot of times a will, and you have to, whatever place you own property, you need a will in that state. An advanced directive might not travel from state to state. It could be different in another place. And while they may honor it, it's a chance you might not want to take. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and, and then finally, I'd say something that everyone probably has, uh, has, has dealt with at some point, uh, moving or buying a home. That's a, that's a huge change. You know, we said the moving part with the new laws, but. When you go into a home, like Abby, you, you've moved around in the past couple of years. And now that you've settled in a home, there's so much more that goes into that. So I would say as a general rule, update your will 
every three to five years, unless something major is changing or you're going on a trip around the world or something like that. And certain things, because we do talk about wills and power of attorney and legal documents, but there's insurance policies that you want to keep up to date with. If you have life insurance, if it's term and it expires at a certain point, you might want to know, let people know that it's not a permanent life insurance policy or whole life. There could be a lease that you have, a rental type thing that you, you, it's going to expire at some point. It could be there's little things as you're going through life that you want to keep updated and keep ahead of so it doesn't surprise you. There you have it. And it's important stuff. And it's a state planning awareness month. That, so get on it. And we didn't even talk about like retirement or things like that. But again, anything that's changing in your life, just take some time. Look at the stuff you've done. Make sure it's still up to date. And then go back to your life. 